Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of an Evolved Review. I'm your host, James Caleb Kitchens, and as always, I'm joined here by none other than straight from the SWN, Caleb Stovall. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, what's going on, man? How's how's your life been? It's good, dude. You know, I've just been working and uh, putting together a a, a big-time uh, wrestling show, which always feels uh, good to do. It, I, I kind of feel like it's really the first one uh, since the pandemic because of everything that's happened. But, uh, you know, first off, before we get too far into it, this episode is kind of a bonus, guys. Uh, it is not going to be structured like our normal stuff. It's going to be completely off the rails. Uh, if you've clicked on this, uh, it is a random nonsense episode. Uh, maybe we'll come up with something uh, uh, particular to call these if we do another one. But uh, there will be a little bit of wrestling talk in here. We, there's plenty to talk about right now. Yes, but there is. You know, as far as this being something structured where we're going to sit there and and say, uh, you know, we're going to review something, uh, we're really not going to do that. So uh, we're just going to kind of let it go uh, and we're going to sit here and talk about whatever. And uh, at the end, uh, we're going to do some reaction videos. Yes. And uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, So uh, we have both, both, uh, it's it's show and tell, so we've both brought uh, a video to show. (laughs) And, and for those of you who are on the audio platforms, uh, this episode is going to be, Sorry. Uh, uh, you know, kind of usual for you. But at the end, you're not going to get the reaction videos because uh, that's not going to go well on the audio. So I'll let, we'll let you know when that's coming up. Uh, we'll say goodbye to the audio platform, folks. We'll cut their episode off. And then uh, for the video, folks, you'll get an extra 10, 15 minutes where we kind of look at these videos and discuss them. Um and I'm sure that we will get uh, copyright infringement stuff that we, you know, may take the video down temporarily, but we will uh, diligently work to get it back up. Yes. That being said, man, um, what a time to be alive. Dude, you, you're not kidding. Holy crap. I mean, look, I've, 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 I kind of got burnt out on wrestling i don't know if it was because we did both the dark side of the ring we were also covering the legends and then at the same time we had the aew we had wwe's product was not really watchable for me um and i just i wasn't feeling the crowdless wrestling um now the crowds are starting to get back into it but i'm you know i'm still like kind of watching it here and there not really watching it though kind of thing uh but that doesn't mean that i haven't been following a lot of what's been going on because you know of social media obviously a lot of stuff is posted on facebook so i i see everything and the reports that i am seeing one after another after another after another like i'm sitting just like wait a minute is all this real is all this actually happening yeah i mean i was right there with you i mean everybody knows that you're a wrestling fanatic i am um, <laughs> i make no secret you know for me it was like i didn't want to really be consuming any of this stuff other than dark side of the ring it was like the A and E biography, some of it was good. I mean, we've talked extensively about it, guys. We reviewed every single episode. Yeah. Uh, and I, and and we suffered greatly to be able to say that to you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so for our thoughts on that, please go check it out. 
Um, but I would, I definitely was not enjoying that. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is always incredible, and it was just kind of this. Okay, this is why you know I love this, and you know I had got I started listening to eighty three weeks. Um, I actually uh, have. Uh, sorry, I, I was going to say the uh, the new My World podcast. I have not checked it out yet. I know we've talked about it extensively. I want to check that one out. I want to check out Kurtz. Um, you know, I've I've stopped listening to Jim Cornette. So I I, I can't do him anymore. I just I, I I there's so there's just so much negativity that I can stand. And it's like, look, I know everyone has their opinions about this person or, 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 or like that wrestler or this wrestler or whatnot. But, you know, sometimes there, it's just like, come on, like you're being negative just to be negative. What was over the line for me is, well, and it's not even Jim's fault. Um, Jim Cornette's making a lot of money criticizing the current day product. And the current day product is giving him a shitload of ammo. Uh, to do it with because I just think it's I, I think all of it is some heavy degree of bad um, I like his NXT reviews because he and I seem to agree on NXT I can't watch his Dynamite reviews because I agree with him and it's like I, I mean I don't agree with him 100% of the time like his thoughts on women's wrestling are awful uh-huh. but for the most part I do agree with him on everything else, uh, and I, and it's just like, well, if I wanted to suffer, I would watch the program. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't really get into AEW uh, I, lately. However, this past week I did watch it, and while it has a lot of the same problems that it's always had, matches are too long, the booking is not exactly stellar. Um, I, I at least. There's one thing they have that WWE does not, at least on the main roster. And that is the same thing, the same reason why Monday Nitro was amazing. You get this feeling when you watch it that anything could happen. Yep. And that is magic in terms of wrestling. At every level, if you have that on the indie level, it's then you're going to have a good show. If you have that at like the you know triple A level, Ring of Honor, that sort of thing, then you're gonna you're gonna have a good product. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I mean, uh, just from the person that appeared uh, the other night, uh, uh, Alistair Black, like or Malachi Black or Tommy Inn, um, that was amazing, and I didn't see it coming. It really was, and. It, I think one of the reasons why it really shocked everybody is in the TNA era, we kind of got used to this whole, oh, they got released by WWE. Well, in three months, we'll see him on TNA or, you know, whatever. Well, um, as it so happens, uh, Malachi Black, Tommy End, etc., cetera, uh, he only had a 30-day non-compete. Yeah. And because of that, uh, because that little detail slipped through the cracks, he was able to debut right after they had been using him on the main roster. So it, it was it was just kind of lightning in a bottle. And then from there, they took it up another notch. Uh, this past week, they, I mean, they had Nick Gage, dude. Nick fucking Gage. I know, I saw that, dude. I was so, I, I, I couldn't help it. 
I could not help it. I was like, okay, you can say what you want to about the man, but that was amazing. Yeah, I, here's the thing, dude. I would never in a million years have, have booked Nick Gage because it's just like, um, you know, I, I just worry about, would worry about the safety of whoever I put him up against. See, I, I, but, I, but, but, but uh, hold on, hold on. Let me right. finish. Let all me right. finish. Go ahead. But in this instance, it's fucking brilliant because number one, Chris Jericho can take care of himself. Yeah. Number two, he's a seasoned veteran. It's going to be in a secure environment. I'm just saying I personally wouldn't have done it. But for I think for AEW to do it right here for this specific reason. Now, if they sign him, I'm going to go back on all this because that's a fucking terrible idea. But using him in this capacity when everyone just saw his Dark Side of the Ring episode like two, three months ago is a brilliant, brilliant move. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I didn't think it would be to fight Jericho. I thought it would be to fight Moxley. Um that's how I would have booked him, at least. And and here's what I was going to say. Um, I was going to say, like, look, you know, if it is in a secure environment, which AEW is, you know, if and, and you go up to Nick Gage and say, hey, buddy, you know, we're giving you a, a, a TV moment here. We're giving you a shot. If you would all cross the line, you know, there will be consequences, you know, kind of thing. That, you know, Nick Gage is going to be controlled. Let's just put it that way. Right. And I, I mean, he's not a completely unreasonable human being. Like, he knows. Yes. You, you know what the deal is. And and here's the thing. Um, that episode, when it aired, was number three on cable that night. Yeah. For that time slot. Yeah. Um, and it was the worst episode, like had the least viewers of anything else in season three so far. Um, but even given that, it was still highly watched. He is in the in the know, like you know, people who had no idea who Nick Gage was by about a million people now know who he is. It, it's just this is the perfect lightning in a bottle time to use him. Yeah, it, uh, it just is. And it's a huge win for uh, GCW. It is. It's it's a huge win for them. Uh, it's a it's a huge win, I think, for AEW because it was making the rounds. And 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 listen, I know we could say uh, on another episode we might save this, right? But the the lightning in the bottle shit for AEW, we got to talk about it right now. You you know the rumors. Well, before we do that one, we can talk about someone who is officially signed. Thunder Rosa. That's true. That came out, what, today? Yes. Didn't it? She is officially signed, and that is awesome. Yeah, um, that gives me a ton of hope for their women's division. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, though, if she's not in the running for that damn title within the next month or so, I am going to be so mad. Um, but, you know, if they're going to have 40-minute women's matches on pay-per-view – I want it to be Thunder and Britt Baker. I could watch that again. Have you for, have you watched that uh, their no holds barred match in, in its entirety, or their lights out match? The one they had on Dynamite. Yes. Yes, it was amazing. Okay. All right. I was I was gonna say that to me right now is uh, one of the matches of the year. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I know Sasha Banks and Bianca uh, Belair is probably number one, but you know, you know exactly where I was about to go. I was going to go. Well, the only other match that I think was I, better than that, which is which, you know what? That speaks now to women's wrestling. It the does. Two that 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 the two matches of the year in candidate right now are two women's wrestling matches. Well, before we get to that big rumor, then if we're gonna if we're gonna tease everybody. Uh, if we're going to work them up to it. Uh, let's talk about something else that's confirmed. Something that I think could be on my match of the year uh, predictions. Uh, let's talk about Samoa Joe's return to the ring against Karrion Cross. I, I saw that, but I didn't think it was going to be so soon. Dude, absolutely mind blown. Um, it's going to be great. They're they're gonna show. So we didn't talk about this off mic. Uh, they're actually gonna show SummerSlam in theaters. What? Yeah, uh, SummerSlam this year is supposed to be like Mania, basically, because they can have it full attendance. So they they are actually going to show it live in theaters. Uh, they're showing it at this like dine-in type theater in Alpharetta, not the one we went to. This is a different one. This is like a sit-down restaurant theater. Uh huh. And uh, they're going to show it there. And I'm contemplating going. Um, but I want to watch TakeOver more. Um, and I, th- I guess TakeOver is going to be on a Friday night. Uh, because really? Sum- SummerSlam is on Saturday, not Sunday. What? Yeah. It's not a two-night thing? Uh, not that I know of. It may be, but I don't think it is. Oh, wow. I think it's a one-night deal. But it's on It's on a Saturday. So, uh I, I I'm interested, man, but that takeover to me, especially if Joe wins the belt and becomes the only three time champion and they move Cross up to the main roster to bury him. Not that I have a problem with Cross, I think he's amazing, but um it's very clear that they're going to misuse him on the main roster. Oh, it's very clear they misused him on the very first night, um, kind of thing. But uh I, I will say this. Now that makes sense as to why they're doing, they're pulling out all the stops as well. Cause I keep forgetting where SummerSlam is going to be. No, SummerSlam is going to be like WrestleMania this year because SummerSlam is not just anywhere, bro. That's in the brand new LA uh, stadium. That's where the LA Rams and LA Chargers play. It's the first time SummerSlam has been held in a football stadium, I believe. Uh, n- no, not stadium. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, football, not, not football stadium either, but not stadium in general. Uh, well, I knew it wasn't stadium in general, but I thought it was the first time that it was in like an NFL like stadium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is. Oh yeah. But so that that's, they're going to pack that place out, man. Oh, they are. And I, I, I'm i not going to lie. When wrestling is in that setting, I don't care if it is WWE or not. Like, I'm going to watch it. Is it outdoor or does it have a dome on it? It's both. Okay. Hopefully they'll have the dome up, but we'll see. I doubt it. They- uh, uh, I mean, dude, I, I'm not going to lie, though. I like outdoor wrestling. Hate it. Hate it. Can't watch. I, I say can't watch it, but that's not true. I don't want to watch it because... I just hate what it does to the sound. Um, you know, having a, having a, a closed arena with that kind of stuff, maybe it will pour down rain and they will have to close it. Uh, that would be amazing because I just I just hate what it does to the sound. It deafens everything. 
Well, I mean, even if it is in a dome uh, type setting, like you're still gonna, you know, like it, it, the sounds still, you know, uh, gonna be off. Well, yeah, but it's not going to escape, and that's that's why the open air arenas. I oh, hate it because all that sound just goes right up and out of the top of the stadium, and and it just True. doesn't. There, there's it. It kind of levels everything. Even if someone gets this massive pop, I mean, you don't you don't get it. You know, you don't really get to have it come through because it just doesn't. And that's that's what I don't like about it. Other than that, it's it's fine. I I love the big venues. Um, I think they, you know, kind of were shown at Mania why you don't uh, book a venue that you can't close the damn roof. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. But I am, of course, more excited for uh, for NXT. <laughs> like, like uh, okay, so then I'm thinking you weren't a fan of when Dynamite went on Jericho's cruise ship. Oh no, absolutely not. I love that. I mean, it was it was a cool atmosphere because it was a cool environment, and they did it. I mean, it felt like the um, Club La Vila stuff they used to do in Panama City. I love those nitros. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, uh, and I I will be down there uh, in like two months, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, I've I've been to Club La Vila. Yeah, yeah. The every time I go to Panama City, which is usually once a year. I stay uh, right next to it at the summit there. So, um, yeah. So Takeover is going to be at the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando. So, oh, so yeah, it's going to be. It's it, it's going to be uh, at the Performance Center. Wow! Not even going to. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? What the crap? You're going to have Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross, a guaranteed seller. And it's just going to be at the Capitol Wrestling Center. I thought they would do it at the Staples Center if they're going to be in L.A. I, I, I dude. whatever, whatever. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to dissect WWE. No, uh, uh-uh, you can't. <laughs> you know, and I, I am going to pull out a, a giant. I told you so here, um, and uh, and I'm going to talk about. The fact that everyone said that Joe was just going to be as a GM, and I was like, he's not. He's going to use the GM thing to transition back into being in the ring, and NXT is going to use him heavily, and I was right. And I'm so excited about it. No, no, no. I, I like. I, I figured that would happen too, but I just didn't think it would happen this soon. I thought that they would draw that out a little bit more. Yeah. I thought that I thought that they would give it even more build up. Like I didn't think it would just be like that, you know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it did come out of nowhere. That, but uh, and, and and you know that that's the problem with WWE a lot with me. Like it, it's just like whenever they start to build something up, they just do it in one week. Oh, nothing means anything. It's all filler. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna award myself the evolved review uh, championship. <laughs> That's awesome. It, has, has it, it hasn't been a, made an appearance all on right. the show in a little while. All right, all right, all right. As, all right. as, as mad as, uh, as I might be about some of those uh, biographies, I, I do have to, you know, A&E did uh, do it right for us. So Yeah. 
I mean, hey, the, uh, I I just enjoyed the experience. It was that was amazing, yeah. And and stuff like that. And and WWE, I will say that live experiences at WWE events are always great. Yeah, and my, I mean, I don't really don't like house shows, but like no. I would love to go to a takeover. I, anytime I've ever gone to a raw taping, it's been great. Um, you know, it's I I want Dynamite to come back to Atlanta. Oh my God, I, I want to as well. I thought that was one of the best wrestling shows I've seen in years. I, I'll say it uh, to this day, <laughs> like, and I've said it so many times, but I don't care. <laughs> like, it was. But dude, how about this too? How about like WWE's got everybody coming back? I mean, of course they had. And then not only did they have that, they had John Cena, and then they fucking had Goldberg come down and fucking challenge Lashley. <laughs> WWE, what they're doing now can't even be described as going back to the well because the well has been drained dry so many times. They're literally just staring into the bottom of it, hoping that there's something else down there to bubble up to the surface, but there isn't. This is what happens when you haven't created any new stars in 10 years. <laughs> you don't have anyone to bring back. You don't have any surprises left. Yeah. And yes, did Cena get a massive reaction? Sure he did. But look at what the audience has been exposed to for the last 13, 14, 16 months. Absolute bottom-feeding garbage. Then you have Cena come back. And now, let's not act like Cena wasn't the biggest ratings decline in the history of the company. At the time that Cena won the WWE Championship for the first time, they were getting incredible buy rates. They had like a 4.8, 4.9, 5.0 rating for Monday Night Raw. When Cena left the company, it was barely scratching 2.5. They were struggling to get 2.5. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a manufactured success that has no reality whatsoever other than selling merchandise to little kids and creating good publicity through random Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, wish grants. That's it. Oh, and a, and a random appearance on a reality TV show that was more popular than any of his title runs. John Cena had three feuds that meant anything diddly squat at all during his his time on top in WWE. That was Edge, Shawn Michaels, which was brief, and of course, AJ Styles, which was near the end. Uh, you gotta throw CM Punk in there. I don't. Because that feud to me was... I mean, it was literally they were switching gears. Um, and I think it was only because he was off filming the Marine or they put him on the other show or whatever the hell they were doing. But uh -oh. I, I don't really count it, man. I, yeah, he dropped the pipe bomb on Cena, but I mean, I think, I think CM Punk's run uh, was much better when he wasn't against Cena. I just really liked the matchup that they had at Money in the Bank 2011, I think. I mean, I'll give you that, but we, we can put Cena on that list, but that's still, dude, think about how many damn main events he had in that amount of time. I mean, they're they're doing with Charlotte now exactly the same thing they did with him then, which is like, well, oh, just. God, that was so stupid to me. How, why the fuck did they give it to Charlotte? Or why the fuck did they have Charlotte go over Rhea Ripley again, and then she just dropped it the very next night? It's the shitty 50-50 booking, man. It's this. 
it's this nonsense where they won't build anybody. So what they've done is they have people like Cena, people like Goldberg, people like, I mean, like any of your actual like big stars. I mean, CM Punk's probably the last one that, that, that came out of there. Maybe Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, you have to put him. But it's like, I mean, and you've got AJ, but it's like, they didn't create AJ. No. Um, they created AJ maybe to their audience, but I mean, the if you look at the pop that he got when he came out of the Rumble, people knew who he was already. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's like, you won't create new stars. I mean, Rhea Ripley is a star to me. Yeah. I think she is the direction they need to go in. But... I mean, we just have to get Charlotte Flair. I mean, she doesn't even look... When I say good, I mean presentable. Like, her losing all the weight, she actually looks worse to me. Um, because before, I mean, she kind of... She looks like an athlete. And now, I mean, she just looks um, like almost like uh, like sick, kind of. Uh, which, you know... I, if there is actually something wrong, then, you know, I'm not aware of it. And by all means, I apologize, but I don't think there is. Uh, and I just think that, uh, I, I don't think she's that good. I know this is not a popular opinion among most people. And I think if her last name was not Flair, then you never would have heard of her. I mean, I, I think she's good, but I don't think that she's better than everyone else on the roster. Like, I think that, I think that the best one uh, has yet to come back, and I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for her to come back, and that's Becky Lynch. Um, I think Rhea Ripley. I think Sasha. I think uh, Bianca Belair. I, I think all of them are Bailey. better than Charlotte. I think Bailey is amazing. Bailey is amazing, but they won't use her right for any amount of time. Like they just keep trying to. Like the original gimmick didn't need anything. It just didn't. Like, the original gimmick was great. She was over with all the kids. Like, but they just didn't want her to have this, like, friendly kind of, like, uh, I guess, persona, which is so crazy because they made Cena into a cartoon character for all those years. Yeah. You know. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. John Cena is an incredible athlete. He just bores me to death. And his character was incredibly one-dimensional. Is he a charismatic individual? Yes. But his, like, character in WWE is just incredibly, incredibly shallow. It's just the same thing. I mean, it's like you just, uh, he just comes out, says the same shit, cuts the same fiery promo that doesn't mean anything because he cuts them all that way. No, I mean, I mean, like, uh, I'll give you that and uh, everything like that. Look, but back to Bailey real quick, man. Um, I loved the heel turn, though. I loved it at first. Like, I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, she's been needing to do this for a while. Yeah, the idea of it. Sure. I, yeah, exactly. I love the idea of it. I like the execution, not really, uh, uh, but I love the attitude that that she brought to it and everything like that. And I thought that she could have been uh, done so much better. But she unfortunately got injured, so she's going to be out for a while. But, you know, again, I I'll go back to it. I'm still – I'm waiting on Becky. That's 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 what I'm waiting on. The the problem with Raw and SmackDown right now is, you know, I've gone over this before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse here. 
but it's that the booking is all filler. Nothing leads to anything. Nothing matters. You can turn on any episode. You don't have to know what went on last week. You don't have to know what's going to happen nope. next week or care. You just turn it on, and there it is, and then it goes off, and none of it ever mattered. Yep. And that's why they can't make stars, because the thing that makes stars in wrestling is not matches. You make stars with moments. And when there are no big moments, there are no stars. Well, yeah, but you also have to have good matches and good storylines to help create those moments. Sure. I mean, you do. You do. I mean, but that's, but you can't, you can have a big moment without a great match. Well, okay. you can't, you can't have a, a you cannot have uh, a, 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 make a star off of just good matches. Right. Because if, if you could, then like Ricochet would be on top of the world. <laughs> no, no, look, and, and I agree. I'm, I'm not saying that what I'm, what I'm saying is though, um, it, uh, like, like what I would like, you know, Bret Hart, when, um, when, when he would have his matches, he didn't go out there and try to have a five-star match. He tried to tell a story and everything like that, but you could follow the story and everything like that. But I've said this now, and I was trying to think about, uh, well, um, I, I, I lost what I was going to say. So, um, um, now I figured it out, but, um, here's what I was going to say about WWE. Here's my problem. All right. It is not just bad wrestling. Okay. Like, like that's the problem. People keep, people keep talking about booking storylines and everything like that. I'm, I'm sitting there. It's like, look, here's what we haven't addressed with WWE. It's just bad television. It's bad TV. Like it's, 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 it's not even good wrestling. It's bad TV. That's their problem. When you go, all right, people can say what they want to about the Attitude Era at times, okay? And I get it. But when Stone Cold or The Rock came on, that was good television. Right. And, I mean, the Attitude Era had some janky segments. Yes. But you always were waiting for it to come back on. You know, same with, like, Nitro, you know, during the Monday Night Wars. Oh, yeah. always wanted to see what was going to happen next. Now, you don't have that because nothing is going to happen. You can watch 36 hours of Raw and nothing of any note is going to happen. It's just a three-hour infomercial. <laughs> and to what? <laughs> yeah, the creative is just so, like, it, it's it's so devolved now. Um, and uh, yeah, we are an evolved review, and they are devolved booking. Because it's, <laughs> the, the creative process, I talked a little bit about this on our last episode, is so it's just missing like the creative process is so backwards it's like it's not what what do we you know we have these ideas and how can we fit them into this time slot it's hey you have to cre create three hours of content yeah. well we don't have three hours worth of storylines based on what we've got oh well how, how much do you have uh we have 35 minutes okay cool well you have three hours stretch it out and that's that's the damn creative, and that's every single week. And not to mention, you know, it's got to be the worst job ever to try to be an agent or a writer or a producer on any of this shit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you could have the whole show lined up. Vince McMahon gets a wild stick up his ass and just decides he wants to change the whole thing at the last second. And that's and he's the boss, and you just got to do it. 
Well, I mean, so like they have all of those people coming back and everything like that, but you know who did hit a home run though this past weekend was Impact Wrestling of all places. Was that right? Yeah, dude. I mean, did you see? Um, I'm. I know you don't follow Impact Wrestling. I I, I get it. Oh, the 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 Bound for Glory combo show. Well, not just that, but I mean, all the people that came in during Slammiversary. Thunder Rosa was one of them. She showed up. Mickey James returned. Um, Chelsea Green uh, showed up as well. She showed back up at Impact Wrestling, and she showed up at Ring of Honor. She's going to be part of Ring of Honor as well. Um, and then you had... Uh, um, the one of the biggest ones of the night, uh, Jay White, uh, shows up. So I guess they're doing something, or he's doing something with Impact Wrestling. So Impact Wrestling hit a home run this weekend, or this weekend, um, this past weekend, uh, I guess, as we're recording this, they 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 really uh hit a home run with their pay per view, and they're fixing to go um live tapings on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped for that, man. I hope they do something good with it. And I think Bound for Glory, if they play that right, uh, it could be incredible. But here's the thing. Uh, I know they've announced that they're going to have New Japan there. It's got to be the top stars. It cannot be the guys that end up, that New Japan New Japan brings to like USA tours. And you know what I'm about to say. They got to get Okada. Oh, yeah, Okada. <laughs> yeah. Um I agree. Uh, I mean, well, Naito or Kota Ibushi. I mean, they got to get Ibushi too because uh, in in the U.S., I think Ibushi probably has the bigger audience because he was, I mean, he was in NXT for a long time. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, mean, he... he And, And he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Well, he's gotten a huge audience anyways from being the IWGP champion. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that. I mean, even that, even being the IWGP champion, uh, he he can't like that. Still, only applies to people who care about New Japan. And in the United States, that's not a huge amount of people. But being on NXT for what he was on there for like two years, and being in the Cruiserweight Classic, that gives him name value here. And having that incredible match with Cedric Alexander, I could watch that match every day. Right. I remember at the time watching that, and I, my mind was just melting. Like, I just could not believe what I was seeing. I was so excited. It was like I was a little kid watching and the that. The thing match. was, you knew who was going to win because you yeah. read the spoilers. Oh, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't know. But I thought Ibushi would win. I didn't think they'd put Cedric over uh, Ibushi. I wasn't mad with it though. That's how you lose. <laughs> uh, although you know, the thing now is, it's like. If you're not going to do something with Cedric, please let him go to AEW, where maybe he would be get used, or, or Ring of Honor. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of, you know, we teased it earlier, but speaking of who might go to AEW, yeah, it's time, man. Look, we'll we'll stop uh we'll stop teasing everybody, and we'll get right to it. Oh God, uh, the the rumor is that CM Punk will return to wrestling at AEW in Chicago. And that either that night or shortly after, they will announce him versus Daniel Bryan. 
Oh, okay. I, I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, I, I, I know he as well, but I, I was like, I was like, does he know about Daniel Bryan? And then I was like, okay, so yes. Um, dude, if this happens, this will change the game. Oh yeah. That this would be the biggest deal ever. They will they will the, the buy rate will be through the roof. It will be inexplicable. Like this, this is, this is uh, Rock versus Hogan of today. Yes. Um, even though they're from the same era, um, this happening in AEW now that they are both big stars. CM Punk. I mean, just one of them. I mean, CM Punk would be the bigger get. Not not to argue that he's a bigger star than Brian, but but he's been gone. We've we've yeah. seen Daniel Bryan. He made his comeback. WWE. He he trudged through WWE. They shit all over him. Uh, but CM Punk has been gone, and so that is something that I mean everybody's just like. It, it, I said this though about Daniel Bryan. All right, or, or all right. Let's face it. If if he comes into AEW, it's Bryan Danielson. Okay. Right. Of course. But but can I say this about his runs in WWE? Okay. He did have two of the greatest runs in WWE, in my opinion. Okay. Not for very long, you know, due to circumstances each time, but um, still really good ones. One, his WrestleMania 30 run like like not just that run but that entire year like when he lost in 2 seconds to Sheamus and then uh he had that incredible like rise to glory that was an incredible run okay because of the yes chant the yes chant got over so much uh it's still used in certain sports uh teams today and stuff like that um that one and his heel turn. I thought his heel turn, bro. I loved his heel turn because when he would go in interviews, he would be in character. Like he would, he, he, he would do that. And whenever anyone does that, I don't care like what anyone thinks of the storylines or the gimmick itself. I'm just like, okay, I'm sold on it because you're doing it in interviews and you truly believe it and stuff like that. So I'm sold. So I liked those runs. All right. Like I have to give WWE and him credit in uh, just, just for the fact of, you know, it's WWE. I thought those runs were really good. Nothing will ever compare though to his ROH world title run. You know? Yeah. True. Um, I think I think they save. I mean, I could see them announcing both of them at the same night. But if if it were me, I would save it. So here's how I would do it. I would have Punk come out in Chicago at All Out because Chicago. The roof would come off the place. And 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 that's you know people use that figuratively a lot of the times. Not no, here. No. I think the roof would literally blow off the building. Did you see where he posted um, Sirius to his Instagram today, the uh, Chicago Bulls theme that they come out to? No. Yeah, so he play posted like a blank 
image uh, on his uh, Instagram today, and it was just that song playing in the background. And that song is the song that the Chicago Bulls run out to. If you watch The Last Dance, it's, uh, it's heavily associated with that documentary. And he just posted that today out of nowhere, just randomly. What does that have to do with his wrestling, though? It has everything to do with it. It's Chicago. It's the last dance. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's a reference. It's subtle, but that's it's a reference. There's no, there's no other reason. Like he's acknowledging it without acknowledging it. Here is the thing. Um, I like if he comes in and they also have Daniel Bryan as well. I know that they're not going to be like WWE and pussyfoot around or try to bury them right you know like like you can say what you want to about aew and everything like that but they're not going to do that they are going to give that it's like it's like uh, hey you know what you have sting and the undertaker in the same company people have been asking for this matchup for years you have the ability to book it book it no, we're going to book him against Triple H. We're going to have Triple H beat him. If <laughs> if they do, if they do this right, I so I would have Punk come out in Chicago and then I would have a little thing come out, "Hey, Punk will be on Dynamite blah blah blah." I think Punk comes out on Dynamite, he comes out, he starts talking about why he's there, why he's back. Boom, he gets interrupted by uh Danielson. There's your setup right there. Go ahead and build it for the next pay-per-view. And you spend the next couple of months building up that match like it is the damn behemoth match that it is. And it better goddamn main event that pay-per-view. I don't care what you're doing with your champion. It will. I'm sure it will. But here's the thing. That won't be the only matches that these guys have. No, and it shouldn't be. And honestly, it wouldn't even for me. It wouldn't be the first match that they have there. But I think it would be the first time that we get to see them use their full arsenal. They won't do this. What I'm about to tell you right now, AEW will never do it. So what I what I would do, I would have Punk come out, and I I would I would have them maybe have their words, whatever, set the match up, and then I would have them maybe the next Dynamite. They're backstage, and like maybe we do some backstage vignettes. Maybe it's like Punk and like somebody from WWE or Brian and somebody from WWE that he knows, and then the other one is like an interview. Yeah, Christian or anybody. Uh, they got seven hundred WWE people back there, um, and, and then the next uh, week, I would I would advertise on that show. Hey, next week CM Punk's going to be in action against whoever, right? And this is the part that they won't do. I would have that match be like five minutes. Punk gets in some of his greatest hits. GTS, go home. But they won't do that. If AEW has them have a match before that match happens, AEW will have it be a fucking 20-minute match. And 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 they'll it'll just be... It'll be CM Punk uh, getting, you know, versus some random guy on the roster. Well... He, he should soundly beat, and they'll go 20 minutes. And that's going to ruin the whole damn thing. Well, you know, you, you say that, but, you know, also remember this. Uh, they do have creative input on their characters. That's a mistake. They don't have, but it's not like WCW where you have full 
creative input. I've noticed that. It's not you like you have creative input. Like you could say like 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 you know what 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 you would want to do, but ultimately there is one person and everyone has said this in AEW, there is one person that does have the final say so and that is Tony Khan. Yeah, I mean it's just I still think I mean what I don't I don't know exactly what's in the contracts, okay, but I I just think that yeah. I, you know, maybe maybe Punk would steer them in that direction. I just know I've never seen that kind of restraint from them. Every match has to be this long drawn out ordeal and that's that's the killer for me. Well, you know, and and I, like I I can see why you say that and everything, but dude, if they have signed these guys, I don't care about all that. This is just exciting as fuck, man. It, I mean, it is. I, I don't. I don't mean to down it. Like, uh, I. I just think that that's the sticker right there. But other than that, dude, I'm so excited for this. Like, I'm so excited because this will change the game. This will, like, a lot of people then in WWE are going to be like, "Hey, wait a minute. You know, I'm not happy here." We're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to move any further. I'm not going to have the style of match I want. I need to go somewhere else. Like Nakamura, for one thing, I can guarantee you he is going to leave. Nakamura should go back to New Japan? Yes. The only person who AEW should take from WWE is AJ. And and he doesn't want it. No. But, but, But if he wanted to go... Then that's the only person they should take, man. They have got to stop hiring WWE people. It's so ridiculous. I mean, what's Christian doing? Like Christian's a huge get for them. What's he doing? Nothing. I mean, they nothing. Just had a match with Matt Hardy. Right, but he's not doing anything. Like you just don't see Christian on his way to the top of the company, or I mean, he's a main event guy. You know what I am excited, though, about in AEW, um, like a few that I'm waiting for? I know you don't like Kenny Omega. I got that. No, I do not at all. But I am excited for this. I'm excited that Hangman Page is going up against him. Yeah, I agree. I just, I hate that they drowned Hangman in this, in the Dark Order storyline for the last couple of months. I, I just don't, I don't like it at all, but... If Paige takes that damn title off of him, I will throw a party. Like absolutely. Yeah, I, I'll I'll love it um, because I I think Hangman Page it should be one of their faces. I, dude, okay, I'm gonna say it right now. There's one thing in AEW that I I know that I can say that I would correct. All right, it's one of the most obvious. I cannot stand Cody Rhodes as a baby face right now. I'm tired of seeing it. I want to see him as a heel again. Here's the problem with that. And I think he tried to, he tried to be a heel early on in, in the feud with Dustin. But they won't, they won't do it, dude. That crowd is so up Cody Rhodes' ass. They will not, even if they made him heel, they would just, like, they would still cheer for him. So okay. I hate it. Yeah, okay, so, but here's the thing, right? And here's what Ring of Honor has always done that I thought was really interesting that no one really notices, okay? I'm going to point out two examples of this. I could even point out three, but I'll point out two great examples of this, all right? Cody Rhodes and Adam Cole, 
all right? When they were in Ring of Honor, they were heels. Like, yeah. they were bad guys. They broke the rules, you know, and, and stuff like that. But they still got cheered. Right. But yet they still went on with the storyline. So it's like, why can't you do that in AEW? Because it buries the other guy. And and that's... That, oh, that, yeah. I mean, that's the problem to me. Is it is it absolutely buries the other guy? Okay, so then so like it's kind of like he has to be a baby face, right? That's the thing for me. But it's like the way they're booking him is what's bad. I agree. Uh, and and I honestly, when you know, like when AEW Dynamite happened in Atlanta that we went to, or uh, when AEW first started, I thought that Cody was hands down the most over guy in the company yeah. and the face of the company. I don't think that now. I don't think he's as over. I think he's ruined himself to an extent. He's still over, but like Darby Allen is, and Sting, I think both are getting a better reaction than him. I think Hangman is is sometimes getting better reactions than him. I thought that Cody should have won the title. Yeah, and then MJF cost him the title. Yeah, instead of the stupid. Uh, if I don't beat Jericho, then I'm going to, you know, never get a shot at the title. Well, then it's like, okay. Like, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I thought, I thought it should have been the other way around. I thought, I thought he should have lost it to Jericho, basically. Well, and the stipulation would have been brilliant, except they, they, they ruined it. Because what you do with that stipulation is you you know okay if you if you want to play it the way they played it is sure okay the stipulation he can't challenge for the title ever blah 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 uh, and then MJF ends up with the championship and yeah. then you have Cody come back and say basically look I want a shot at that title uh, I'll put my career on it or or whatever uh, for me to get a shot I. Uh, at it, and then he comes back. He's not supposed to get the shot. He ends up getting the shot. He has to give up everything if he doesn't. Maybe, maybe uh, everybody knows he's a VP, right? So maybe that's what it is. If he loses, then MJF gets his spot as a VP in AEW. Yeah, he yeah. loses it to MJF, and then he, and then of course he wins. That's the story. But they just dropped it off a cliff and never came back to it. <laughs> Yeah, because then they just gave it to Omega and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, ruined what I thought could have been a really, really much better feud with him and Moxley. Well, folks, I know we said that we were going to be all over the place uh, and that we may not talk about that much wrestling, but we've been talking about wrestling for 50 minutes. (laughs) that's just the nature of how much news there is right now, and that feels good. It this really could does. this could have been a state of wrestling episode. Um, really does. Let's, let's talk about some other stuff, man. Uh, I know we got the videos coming up in a minute, but like, uh, uh, you know, what what else are you uh, what else are you into right now? That's not pro wrestling. That's not pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Well, other than watching like a lot of React videos and and stuff like that, I've been watching uh, Hell's Kitchen. Oh man, I'm a I'm a big fan of Hell's Kitchen. You uh, are? You like it? Yeah, I haven't watched it like recently, um, but I keep up with Gordon Ramsay stuff. Like, uh, I love the episode of Hot Ones. 
that he was on? You ever watch that show? Yes, dude. That show is one of the most brilliant shows I think I've ever seen. It is. And uh, so if you've seen his episode of Hot Ones, he talks about his, his like perfect, like on the stove burger. Mm-hmm. I actually adopted that recipe and I make those burgers and they're amazing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I love that episode. And I, I really like Gordon Ramsay, like any of the stuff he's ever been on. I didn't know they were still making episodes of Hell's Kitchen. I actually have to get uh, give that a shot. Because I really like that show. I probably haven't seen it in a few years. They are. Um, and, of course, you know, I'm in the TV business and stuff like that. So, um, yes, I, I uh, we have um, we have a couple of channels that, that play Hell's Kitchen. And they're currently in Young Guns. It's Hell's Kitchen Young Guns. So he's now officially at... Yeah, no, no, no. He's officially at 20 seasons now of Hell's wow. Kitchen. And it's popular. Here's what I like doing. I'm not going to lie. Since I love to binge watch things, um, on YouTube, they have every single episode uncut. And so I love watching all of these uncut. Like like you hear every single word that they use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I, I love uh, that show and, and stuff like that. I've also been seeing like all of the Marvel stuff um, popping up as well. And and before I, I, I get into that, you know what also I started trying to do again? I started trying to play video games again. Yeah. Um, I'm playing right now currently. I like, I like sports games. Okay. So I'm playing NHL 2K uh, or 21 rather, uh, Madden 21, FIFA 21. And then I got the brand new Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops. Yeah, Cold War. It's yes, good. yes, I, I did, and and I love that stuff. So I'm getting back into that stuff. Um, so that's really been interesting. Yeah, man, I've actually probably got like, I probably have a hundred plus hours on Cold War. Really? Uh, I haven't played it in a in a while, but yeah, like I I remember the first season. I maxed out my battle pass or whatever, like in less than like 30 days like it was crazy how much i played that with um uh me and a couple of friends of mine just would get on there and and play pretty much until somebody went to bed uh but i haven't played it a lot lately um i uh, i have been back on uh my hopeless addiction uh world of warcraft uh that i have been playing since i was 15 years old mm amazing uh and i'm 34 so do you have a ps4 uh i do not i actually um i already have gotten rid of my ps4 i sold my ps4 and i sold my um my uh xbox one x uh but i am gonna get a ps5 and or a series x as soon as i can uh it's just hard to get a hold of either of them right now well, I have uh, noticed that. I mean, like, I, I was thinking about getting a PS5. Um, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna get one before the new God of War comes out because God of War is my jam. I love it. It's just that uh, they don't have a lot of games right now for the PS5. So, like, I thought I would wait. Yeah, they don't. Um, I've thought about. I've kind of debated like which one I want to get first. Like, the Series X is amazing. It has so many, so many more games, especially if you have Game Pass. But I have a gaming PC, and that's where I play most of my stuff. And so it's like, 
most of those games, like 95% of them, I can already play. Um, but it is nice to like be able to like play on the couch, you know? So, yeah. uh, so there is that. Um, I've been playing uh, a lot of uh, Mad Games Tycoon, which is where you make video games. You're like a uh, little small game studio and you start out in like the 70s and uh, you have to work your way up to like modern day where you're like this giant publisher and everything. So so I I, I get into a lot of like the little simulation type games like that. Like uh, um, I'm playing one called Tropico right now where you're like a uh, like dictator over a country and you like fight other countries and you control like what kind of products your your country makes and like how oppressive you are to the citizens, whether they're like free or whether it's like communist China or, you know, what rights they have. Like it's, it's, uh, it, it's one of those, you know, type of games. So I get it. I go through kind of phases and play a lot of different games. Well, whenever we get the same system, we got to link up then and like play some like call of duty. Well, we can play black ops without having the same system. It's crossplay now. Okay, well then, yeah, let's let's. Yeah. Um, so let's, we need to figure that out. All right, then let's play some Call of Duty. Uh, another thing, um, uh, we, we're talking about TV shows, and uh, we talk about we have some clips coming up here later. So my uh, my clip is actually from America's Got Talent, uh, and I consider this sort of a guilty pleasure of mine because some of that show is really cringy to me. Um, but it's still insanely popular. They're still getting like seven, eight million viewers a week yeah. um, on that show. So they just wrapped the auditions um, this week. Uh, they did eight episodes of auditions. Normally they do like five. But this year I guess they had so many people and so many really good acts. They did eight episodes of auditions. Um, and then the Olympics is, is coming up. So for the next three weeks, they're on NBC. So they're... You know they're not going to be on because of the Olympics, and then when they come back, it'll be the live competition. So, oh yeah, I'm going to know all about the Olympics coming up. <laughs> oh, I bet you are. Oh, um, you have no idea. <laughs> here, here's the thing that a lot of people don't um, don't get about that show is like, I think a lot of people don't understand how heavily heavily staged it is. Yes. Like, like here's the here's the uh, smoking gun for me. Uh, that proves it, right? Every person that walks on the stage knows how to use the microphone. Yeah. If you've ever been to a wrestling show, you know that people like to talk on the mic like this, and, or or like like this, where it's, they're literally putting the thing in their mouth, uh, or they're holding it so far away that you can't hear them. Uh, it it. It's everybody walks out on that stage and they perfectly just know how to talk on the microphone. Um, and, and, you know, I think they, I think a lot of times they go out on like YouTube and they find acts and invite them on the show. Um, but that's okay, man. Like I still just love the idea of it. Uh, wrestling is also staged. And so that doesn't hurt my opinion of it at all. And there are some really incredible acts on there. I particularly love the magicians. Um, People like uh, Shin Lim, who won uh, won the competition a few years ago, and then they did like a uh, champions where they had all the people who had ever won came back, and he won again. 
he yeah. won that as well. Uh, and I, he's my favorite magician. Um, I, my clip tonight is actually of a magician. It's not him. Uh, it's from this season. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really love magic acts and, uh, just kind of like crazy, like variety acts and things like that. So I love that show. Well, that's, I mean, I mean that, and that's awesome because, uh, that brings me up to something that, that I've been getting back into and I'll explain what I mean by that, but it's something that, that, you know, um, yeah, people might roll their eyes uh, when I say this, but it is something that uh, means a lot to me is music. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of music, uh, specifically metal. Um, and uh, let me explain, dude, uh, because my mother, I don't know if you know this, dude, but my mother is a music teacher. So she, she's a music teacher for uh, Greenbrier. Oh my God, that was long ago. But uh, <laughs> um, she is, I forget the name of the school to be quite honest, because I'm not in Augusta <laughs> anymore. Yeah, no uh, worries. But it's a brand new school uh, and everything like that. And she is, uh, she's a music teacher, but she's been a music teacher for almost about 20 years now. Um, so she's she's been in uh, the music world and she can sing and everything like that. And my father was a radio talk show person. I knew that, but I don't know if our audience did. Okay, so he worked for WGAC. And yeah. um, uh, and both of them were also in the theater. So I was exposed to basically the entertainment business. So and, I immediately have one, a question. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. What does your mother think about your music taste? Oh, my music taste? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't really like it. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's kind of what I thought. Don't it's worry. Not, I'm not really huge into music, and my mom doesn't like most of the stuff I listen to either. Yeah, well, here's the thing, right? Um my mother is actually accepting uh, at times now when I was a kid in high school and I was going to shows. That was when she really didn't like it. Because, okay, let me explain something to you um, why I love metal shows so much. Specifically, if, if for those uh, elitists out there or anything like that, but specifically... Metalcore, deathcore, hardcore, screamo, rock, pop punk, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, actually, my very first uh, show, my very first concert ever is one of the greatest pop punk shows I've ever seen in my life. Reliant K, Good Charlotte, and Simple Plan. That's amazing. That's an amazing lineup. That was, it was, it, it was, it was my very first uh, show. I was, it was in uh, 2005. It was the Noise of the World Tour. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life, but I love that show. But I went to shows at Sector and mm. the Masquerade a lot. You remember that name, Sector 7, right? Everybody that's around my age or younger uh, that's it has anything to do with the night scene in a, in augusta knew about sector 7g well there was a uh, reason for that because it was getting known for its metal shows i'm i'm really glad sector did not exist during the COVID era yeah 
it would it would have been a, a hotbed for uh, getting COVID nineteen. I'm sure. <laughs> it, it, it it would have, man. But I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I miss that place every single day because I'm like I had a lot of good memories there and a lot of like I, I saw a lot of good bands, a lot of bands that are now today like like the top of the charts bands like you you i know you know the name of day to remember of course all right you do you realize that they used to come here almost yep. every single weekend here in augusta yep absolutely and i honestly man i can remember um i can remember vera doing shows there Oh yeah, Vera was from Augusta. I yeah. saw them the first time I saw them was at Battle of the Bands in a gym. Yeah, I know half of those guys personally. Um yeah. they're fantastic. I knew Colin. Um, oh, okay. Uh so um Brad and Brittany, I know both of them. Yeah, personally. yeah, I knew yeah. both of them. And uh Brittany's an amazing drummer. Like I don't know if she's still doing it or not, uh, but I know I used to follow her YouTube where she would put out a bunch of stuff, so um, yeah, uh, maybe I'll put a link to that in the comments. Cause she did, she did some really cool, uh, drum covers, uh, for a lot of stuff. You want to know uh, how badass she is? I, I, I have a badass story about her. You want to know how badass she is? The first time I saw them was at, uh, Greenbrier high school, our, our gymnasium. Yeah. And this was before, like, they had a record deal. They were just a regular local band. But they were very creative with their logo, and they posted it everywhere. And so immediately I noticed them, and I saw their, that their drummer was a chick, and it was Britney, but she had a broken hand. Mm, yeah, time. I remember that. She had a broken hand, and she was in a cast, and she was still fucking playing the drums yeah. and rocking out. That was amazing. I remember, I remember that whole ordeal. And I, I think I saw her play with the cast on somewhere. Um, incredible. Uh, they went on, they either, I want to say they actually toured with our last night and our last night is one of my favorite bands in that, especially in that genre. They did. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, they, they're pretty big now, I mean, comparatively to how they were then. Dude, here's, uh, what, here's another thing, too. You know our last night? Our, well, obviously, you know them. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but our last night, I saw them when that singer, and, and it's the same singer, but he was 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I like he was fucking 12 years old when I saw him and I've seen those guys grow like ever since like so many bands back in the day and some of them are gone you know some of them broke up what and whatnot but some of those bands that you see now were in sector like uh bands like a day to remember white chapel Winds of Plague, uh, Despise Icon came through there, Suicide Silence, um, Through the Eyes of the Dead. All right, so I have, I have like, this is my favorite performance of all time, okay? Tech Nine holds that right now, basically, because I saw him in Atlanta. But this, for a long time, was my favorite uh performance of all time that i got to see live all right 
I'll never forget this. It was a Saturday night and it was at Sector 7. I know it was on a Saturday night because when this band was announced to actually play on the weekend, we were all so excited because now it was like, hey, everyone can go. It's not on a school night this time. So uh, Through the Eyes of the Dead played at Sector. And they had just released their album, Bloodlust, and it was getting, like, huge at the time. Like, it was big for a deathcore band to release that album and to get that really popular. So they played it at Sector. And what happened was uh, we were all waiting for them to come up. They're setting up the uh, stage and everything like that. And so here they go. It looks like they're about to play. And then all of a sudden, you hear this like crunk rap music and stuff like that. So everyone kind of like starts like bouncing and stuff like that. And then they just go, and the whole entire place split apart. And that was the most. That, that was the biggest pit I have ever seen in my life and that I have been in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it was still to me that to this day, it's one of the greatest live performances I've ever seen because I'm just like, I'm like, if everyone could like, here's what I've always said about metal music. I'm like, people say, Oh, there's too much screaming. I can't understand it. Blah, blah, blah. All this other bullshit. But I'm like, like when I saw that performance, I was like, if people could feel what I feel in this moment, they would say this is the greatest music. Hmm. I I don't know if I can agree with that. Uh, I mean, maybe that's you know a little it, dramatic, but I'm just saying, you know, kind yeah, of thing. It's not my. It, it's it's typically typically not my thing, but it also does. It typically doesn't turn me off from. Uh, from the music. Uh, the only thing that really turns me off from music is like stadium country. Uh, and that shit is awful because it's no, I hate country (laughs) because it's not genuine. No, I I will, I will specify stadium country because older stuff that's genuine, like, uh, like Garth Brooks, or even if you go back older, like Hank Williams, uh, that's, or John Denver, that stuff is, is genuine. And I think it's beautiful. Uh, it's not my favorite music, but I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the shit that's like today. Um, go and watch the Bo, Bo Burnham uh, uh, video about this. It is spot on about how that music is just manufactured. Like you, you literally have guys wearing uh, eighteen thousand dollar, you know, cowboy boots that have never had a speck of dirt on them singing to you know farmers and shit about their hard lives <laughs> you know and it's just the most ridiculous concept i'm not, uh, I, yeah i'm not even gonna get into that but you know like uh, aaron lewis perfect example he decided he was done making art with stained and now he's just milking people for their money yeah no i i agree but no man like i i was just drawn to the energy and performances and 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 just the just the um just the pure energy to uh metal and stuff like that the, these metal shows so that that's why it it just that's why i listen to it so much now i listen to other things 
but that's what dominates my playlist is like metal, like metalcore, deathcore, hardcore, you know, all that stuff. Well, I think that this is actually the great time to transition. So um, we'll wrap up this segment uh, section of the show. If you're on the audio programs, this will be the end for you. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us here. Uh, check out any of our, our other episodes. Drop us a line on Facebook. Let us know if you enjoyed this uh, kind of format that we're doing tonight. Uh, and then if you have any comments for us or if you want to leave us a review on whatever platform you uh, like uh, listening on, that would be fantastic uh, because that helps us get seen by more and more people. So please leave us a review. Uh, and uh, if you're on the video uh, platform, then uh, stick with us. Uh, so for our audio folks, we're out. This has been an Involved Review.